like Airbnb. Air, is that a verb? Yeah. How do you say that? Airbnb. <laughs> That's exactly what I say. Airbnb. <laughs> Let's do that again, right? <laughs> so Sarah and I decided to already add a segment. We're calling it Brilliant Moment of the Week. Oh, it is brilliant. <laughs> oh, I love it. Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Sarah Mowry. And Together We're Here is your host for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, Sarah and I discuss her very serious new writing project and how it has changed how she looks at the world by shifting the focus closer to home. She'll share how you can add adventure and happiness to your life by simply looking at what's already around you, plus a brilliant moment of the week that just keeps on giving. All right. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you. Excited to be back again. I know. Sarah's like a regular co-host now. Yep. Pretty awesome. Oh my gosh. I love it. So just so you guys have an update, Nicole is doing so well with Fiona and I got to visit them last week and we cried and it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only only a sentence you would hear from like a yoga teacher. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. We were both in tears, but um, good tears. So it's, we're like soul sisters. So it was just like, it's like my, you know, it's like my sister was, I hadn't seen her in so long, but, um, just to see her as a mama with a little baby and oh my gosh. So, um, she is figuring all that stuff out. And I think what we might do, we're kind of thinking through it. I think I have episodes that will be recorded up through mid November, and then we may take a hiatus over the holidays to kind of rework some stuff, take a break and then come back in January. But we might be changing a little bit of the formatting. So we'd love some advice and some just feedback from you guys on things you really love about the podcast, things that you'd love to see, if there's like a segment that you'd love. We're coming up on a year, which is sort of crazy. And, uh, mm. it's, you know, always a good time to shake it up. So that's so crazy. It's been a year. I was looking when working on it recently and I was like, how has it already been 40 weeks? I know. It's crazy. I don't know. The time flies. Yeah. It's been so much fun. So thank you guys so much for listening. But Sarah and I decided to already add a segment and we've been thinking about Mm -hmm. it for a while. We're calling it Brilliant Moment of the Week instead of Sucky Moment of the Week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, this should be like a shout out to my friend Rachel, who is my Irish beauty friend. And she always says, that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. I'm like, oh, it is brilliant. I don't know. It just always makes me <laughs> smile. We don't have a scale or any of that yet, but I'm sure it's coming. We will just have to kind of figure that out as we go. But um, I'm pretty excited about this. I told you about this a little while ago, right, Sarah? Yes. And I've been thinking about it because I love the idea. Like sucky moment is great because we get our good inspired action out of it. But it's also great to just celebrate those times when you're like, okay, something really cool happened today. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's like I want to share it with the world. I'm going to start it off, and mine is pretty crazy. So for those of you that don't know me, I cannot keep any plant alive, like <laughs> anything. Like I've bought cactus, any plant that you're like, oh, you cannot kill this. I will kill it. So <laughs> that's a very important part of the story. So we had some friends over for dinner. It was probably like two or three months ago. And they walk up and they're like, oh, you have tomatoes in your front yard. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought, I don't know. I, I just thought she was crazy. <laughs> I, I didn't really think she really meant I had tomatoes in my front yard. And so and we have no no plants in our front yard. And so she's like, yeah, look, there's a little tomato plant out there. And I look. So we go out there, we look. And sure enough, there's cherry tomatoes like growing out of our liriope grass. And I'm like, where did this come from? And when I looked at the leaves, now again, I don't plant things, so I don't know what a tomato plant looks like <laughs> until there's actual tomatoes on it. But I remember thinking like, I wonder why the lawn guys didn't cut those weeds. And we've had something like that looks <laughs> like a tomato plant before that's just a weed, you know? Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really glad they didn't. And it really, they must think we're crazy because it's like in the middle of all of our little grass. So I picked these cherry tomatoes. They're like the best tomatoes you've ever had in your life because obviously there's like, they're organic, clearly. Homegrown, <laughs> 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 you know. Patty was like, it must have been like a rabbit or a squirrel or something that just like brought, you know, a tomato over and it planted the seed. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I like very consciously like try to nurture things and they don't grow. And like some animal just like <laughs> dropped something and it started growing. So it's been several months. Well, we're going to post this in social media and on the blog. But you guys, this plant is like, we call it Audrey too. I mean... <laughs> It is so big. I picked a bowl, a huge bowl the other day, and I could have kept picking. I don't even know. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? It's going to take over our whole front yard. <laughs> that is so funny. I haven't actually seen a picture of the plant yet. Well, I'll send it. I have um, kind of when it started, and I was all excited, and I had like, I took a little picture of the little tiny bowl of tomatoes and then a little plant. And then now I need to take another photo. It's like half my, maybe not half my yard, but it's probably a good like four feet long. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Just random. I know. So I'm going to bring you some tomatoes at the studio this weekend because I can't oh, even yeah. eat that many. And and they're like over ripening, and but they're so good. So anyway, so that is my brilliant moment of the month, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You can start selling them as front yard to table. Front yard to table. Totally organic, natural. <laughs> yeah. Or bunny planted. <laughs> bunny planted. I love it. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what else can you plant for me? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So there's my gift. And I don't know what that means from the universe. Maybe it's trying to tell me to plant something, but I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe it's like, here, let us do it for you. <laughs> yeah. I know. And I now I have like this super appreciation for people that can keep like gardens like, in their backyards oh, and whatever, yeah. you know, because I'm like, that's so amazing how I'm so amazed at how fresh and and tasty this is, you know? Yes. And it's so magical. Just like, like I live in an apartment, so I don't have access to that. But Cameron has a little garden in his backyard. And whenever we're cooking dinner, I just go out and grab a handful of basil or cilantro. And it's just so awesome to be able to go and have that right there, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. So why don't you update our listeners since you were recently on with your spending money and you've I have to say, I feel like you've been doing a great job with it. Do you want to give them some updates on how you're doing? 
Yeah, I just had to take another look in the mirror after our last episode because I was, you know, giving all these tips and talking about all the things that help save money. And I realized there were a few things that I needed to actually tighten up. So I started not buying any new concert tickets, which we talked about last time as one of the things that I did. But it does, it really does add up, you know, and then I started going to a different grocery store. So not as much Whole Foods. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've reevaluated now and you have to do that every so often anyway, you know, cause it's so easy to get back into whatever habits you're in. So I reevaluated. I'm feeling real good now about you know, all my little streams of money and where they're going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm impressed with what you've done, especially when you, you're like Airbnb. Air, is that a verb? Airbnb. Yeah. How do you say that? <laughs> Airbnb. That's exactly what I say. Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the urban dictionary now, but um, yeah, your place <laughs> like every weekend because that one weekend you're like, I can't go to my place to get my certificate. I'm like, what do you mean you can't go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I've started doing a lot of stuff. I started driving Lyft for extra cash. I started renting out my apartment on the weekends, which has been honestly super cool because I've met people through that too. And then I've been selling a bunch of like nice clothes that I had that I just don't wear anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm a babysitter, you know, like right. <laughs> I don't need all of my like Tory Burch flats anymore. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, and, and you definitely needed your Tory Burch flats before, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Because I went to SMU. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Uh, oh, no, I mean, I joke, but it's also real. <laughs> oh yeah. My husband went there too. So yeah, we always joke about. I give him trouble for that. So the Airbnb, now how's Lyft going? I haven't heard much about how that is. It's really fun. I haven't done it super a lot because I just haven't quite like hit the right times yet. It's sort of a a learning process of when the right times are to get a lot of good rides. But I've done it a couple mornings, just taking people to work. And there was one time I picked up a mom and then I dropped her off and got her son and took him to school. So I've been meeting all kinds of people. And it's funny, like when people get in the car with a stranger, like that they're probably not going to see again, <laughs> they're suddenly very open. And so we've talked about everything. And I've had these amazing conversations with people. It's been honestly really cool. Oh my gosh. It's like the airplane phenomenon, you know? Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And, and people just want to tell me their stories. It's cool. It's fun. Cause I mean, you're stuck in the car with them for however long, 20, 30 minutes it takes in the morning traffic. So it's been fun. Oh my gosh. Does it ever make you nervous? I guess you're doing it like in the morning. So yeah, that's, I've only picked up women and I don't think it would make me nervous to pick up a man, but like, you know, it's just a, a consideration you always think of as a woman, but I don't think I would ever feel uncomfortable. And if you do, there are protections within Lyft that if you really don't want to pick someone up, you can cancel the ride. You know, you have yeah. to have a good reason to do it, but I'm not picking up people at night. So I feel okay about it. Okay, cool. It's hard to tally how much you've saved, right? So you can't necessarily say like, I would have spent all of this. That would take forever. And you don't really know what you would have spent, but you know, like how much you have in your account. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly estimate that I'm saving, like not spending um, like five to $700 in a month, just with the changes I've made. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. So are you going to make your goal for your trip? I don't know yet. (laughs) TBD. (laughs) Well, you'll just have to keep us updated. Very exciting. All right. Well, regardless, it's very, I mean, it's always great to save money and sounds like you're learning a lot about yourself and your your priorities and meeting cool people and doing new things. So it can't be bad, right? (laughs) Exactly. All right. So let's move on to a topic that Sarah has been talking about in secret for a long time. So (laughs) those of us close to you have known about this very serious secret project that is now, (laughs) it's still very serious, but not so secret. So why don't you give us the scoop? Okay. So I have started a new writing project. And those of you who know me know that I consider myself a writer. And I quit my job in January to become a writer. But I haven't done much actual writing since then for myself. I write. You've written a lot for me. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I write for the blog a lot, but, um, and actually that's been great just to keep me writing every week, but I, I haven't sat down and done anything for myself, which is weird because, you know, in the past I had done a lot of that. I'd always had a personal blog or like in college, I started a satirical news website, kind of like The Onion, but for SMU. So I've always had some sort of project and I quit my job to become a writer and then I didn't do anything. (laughs) So I've been, you know, had it in the back of my mind and finally, finally started it. So it's called Very Serious, as we have been hinting. And basically the idea is it's sort of a blog format, but I want it to be more like a living book or sort of magazine, I guess, where I have different series of posts that I'll come up with and I'll just write posts that go along with that theme. And I think I'll do it every two weeks is sort of what I'm planning right now, but The idea is just to focus on something different. And right now, the first one I'm working on is called Looking, which is where I look out my window. I have this great window in my apartment with an awesome view of Deep Ellum. And I pick something that I can see and then I go explore it. And whatever happens along the way is what I write about. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So did you have more of the ideas after looking or does that like you're just going to wait and come up with them as you... Yeah, well, okay, so one of the ideas I actually did come up with is based on the Lyft uh, driving. Oh, yeah, that'd be so cool. Yeah, because I've really already met these cool people with crazy stories. And obviously, I have to get these people's permission. And I don't know how that would go saying, hey, I'd love to write a story about you. But (laughs) right, um, (laughs) they're like, "Uh." I don't know you. (laughs) But I think like once it gets going, and I can have you know, a card that I can hand them and say, Hey, this is my website. If you would give me permission, I would love to just write a little story about meeting you and our conversation and I'll send it to you. So that's kind of my next idea. And after that, it's just whatever I come up with. I've always loved doing experiments with my life. Like I wrote a couple like this for the podcast, actually, where like one time I tracked how many times I checked my phone and every single time I checked it, So things like that where I'm looking at like hard data, (laughs) doing an experiment in my life that seems extreme and then just writing about it so people can see what it's all about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you wrote that, because it was so thorough. It was like unbelievably thorough as far as the data. I'm like, whoa, she really did this. (laughs) Yeah. That's just how my mind works, you know? I loved it. I thought it was so great. We'll have to post a link to that in the show notes. So those of you that 
didn't read it. And you guys really need to go on the blog because not all, but most of the blog posts are Sarah's writing. And she's an amazing writer. So cool. Okay. So why don't you tell us about um, this first one that you did? Because you've done one so far, right? Well, the I have the one sort of series and I've just published another post in it. So I have two posts in that now. So you'll have to read it. Okay. Um, but I came up with this idea for looking because like I said, I have this awesome view out my window and I always look at it and I realized that I don't actually know that much about what I can see. Like I'm looking at my window right now and I can see the downtown skyline. I can see some cranes because there's always a ton of construction in Dallas and I can see my neighborhood, but I don't really know that much about every building or every street. And that's kind of weird to me, you know, because I used to know all of that stuff growing up, like every street, every neighbor, every, you know, store around the corner. And now I just don't so much. And it just got me thinking about how our world and our lives have become so connected and globalized. Like you're expected to pay attention to everything that's happening in the world and going on with everyone else on social media and the news. But we end up neglecting to notice what is immediately around us and in our communities and our neighborhoods. So I really wanted to promote the idea of connecting to our own neighborhoods and our own cities and neighbors and just shift the focus a little bit closer to home. Oh, you know, it's so funny because as I'm podcasting, I'm in my guest room and I'm looking out the window and I'm like, I don't know the people that live in that house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so sad. And it's crazy to me because one of my friends said years ago, she's like, we all just live in boxes. And she's like, we drive our cars, which are mobile boxes, into our garages, into our boxed garage. And then we go into our boxed house and we like, we don't communicate like we used to. Whereas before we would, everything was kind of out in the open and everyone would, you know, just visit and all this stuff. And I thought it was so interesting. I was like, huh, box to box to box. Yeah. But have you heard that song, uh, Little Boxes? No. Okay. I'll have to, uh, it's a Pete Seeger song, but I don't think he actually wrote it. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's about that exact thing. It's little boxes. You'll have to listen to it. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. it's exactly maybe maybe my said. friend didn't make it up. Maybe she got it from that. <laughs> but it's so true. You know, we all just are in our own little boxes and it's not even just our houses or our literal boxes. It's like the boxes of, you know, what, your life is, right? It's like, okay, I wake up and I go on my commute and I go to the grocery store and I go to yoga and I come home. Like that's my box. <laughs> and we don't really get outside of that too much unless we're traveling or, you know, moving to another city. So it's a challenge to get outside of your box. Yeah, absolutely. So you obviously have a lot outside of your window. It's not like where my view is, you know, a couple houses. So how do you choose what to go look at and what to go visit? Well, uh, really, it's just looking out and saying, I'll see something that I've wondered about because I've been around here for a while. I haven't lived in this apartment for that long, but I've been in Dallas for about six years and I've always hung out in Deep Ellum. So I'll look out, see something that maybe has always piqued my interest that I don't know enough about. And that's how I've been picking so far. I think 
once it's, you know, really up and running, I'm going to start just looking and picking something totally random (laughs) that I've never even thought about or noticed before. But so far, it's been things that have already really interested me. Um, The post that I just put up is about Artco. And I don't know if you've ever seen this building, Angela. It's on Commerce Street. And it's this one-story building. It just had this red steel sign that said Artco in big block letters. Have you ever seen it? I feel like I have, but I'm, I'm not totally positive. Yeah. Okay. So it's been around since the 50s, I discovered. And the whole post was about how I've been looking at this building forever. And I've always wondered about it. I've always wanted to know what the deal was, but I never like knew or really looked in it. So this whole post is about me trying to solve the mystery of the art co (laughs) and all, all of these twists and turns happen. And now it's actually an art, a venue. It's a music venue and they have food trucks and an art gallery and live music. And so the story that I wrote follows the whole life of the building and how now it's part of this whole movement in Deep Ellum of trying to preserve the history while also like bringing new life to this neighborhood that used to be really sketchy and <laughs> grungy. So right now it's, it's about what I've been interested in already. And that's been really cool just cause I'm, I'm like, okay, I've wondered about this forever and now I finally have a little bit more insight. Yeah, that's so interesting. So there's obviously a research component to some of your posts or there will be. Yeah, for sure. You'll see if you read this article there, I have a few news articles quoted and I talked to some folks and I actually ended up going into the art co and hanging out with the owners last week because they saw my post. So that was super cool. It's already connecting me to people around the neighborhood. And that was really the goal, like to bring that connection because I don't want this blog to be about me from my perspective, for sure. But I really want it to be the story of Deep Ellum and my neighborhood and connecting to a community, not just trying to stay connected with the whole world, but really connecting to what is right around me. And I was so pumped because I already made a connection with my literal downstairs neighbors across the street. (laughs) And you had never met them before? Well, uh, the the story just keeps on going and going because I actually had met them before, like a year or a year and a half ago through this random concert that I was here uh, in Deep Ellumat that was my friend's concert. So it's crazy, like all interconnected. And that's really the cool thing. Like we are all neighbors. And if you can just go and discover those connections, they're everywhere. Oh, yeah, they really are. It's such a small world. And I think mm-hmm. with, you know, everything kind of going on in the world we can feel so separate and so divided. And so I think what you're doing is important on a much deeper level than what it even kind of seems because we need that interconnectedness and, you know, we need to be able to support each other and that human level. Yeah, definitely. And, and I also think that, I mean, I want this blog to be different than sort of a typical blog because I, you see a lot of bloggers, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this. I think this is awesome and inspiring, but a lot of the blogging that we see is sort of, okay, here's what I did and here's what I learned out of it. It's sort of like a first person thought thing, you know, an inner monologue to sort of help other people get inspired. And I think that's awesome, but I also think it's really important to connect to like stories about actual things and not just about 
people, you know, because with Instagram and Snapchat and everything, our world and our media is so self-focused. It's like all about me. Even when you're reading about someone else, it's still all about me because you're reading about that other person's experience and like how it can relate to you. But I want to tell stories about something that's, you know, totally different. It's about history and buildings and architecture and a city, you know, so it's connecting to something that's sort of real and external. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now it's interesting that you say that about the kind of Instagram and blogging because it, you know, when the blogs came out, it was just this huge thing and everyone was writing so much all the time. And then it became like write short blogs and then it became micro blogging and it's really more visual based. So how do you kind of see this fitting in or not fitting into that? Yeah. Well, I, I don't really think it does fit into that. And I'm totally cool with that. I am going to write things that are a little longer because like you said, it is everything's very like, okay, 140 characters or, you know, you have to give people only what they can digest while they're sitting waiting for the subway or whatever. Like, I don't care about that. (laughs) I think that we all have lost a little bit of our attention span and our patience. A little bit. We've lost a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, and I have too, like, I write all of this stuff too. You know, I write my Instagram captions and I write the blogs for Spark and I write, you know, little Facebook posts for myself all the time. So I have to get back to being more patient, writing longer pieces and expressing a full story and a full thought so that, you know, I can get used to that. And I think that's good for readers too, to have to really lock in and focus on something, you know, start to finish. So it's going to be a little bit longer. And it's also not going to be so visually focused. I'm also a photographer, so I'm definitely going to include some of my favorite photos. But it's really more about the words and the writing because, I mean, I love pictures and I love videos and Cameron does video. So I'm Mm. also entrenched in that world. But like I love storytelling, too. And with words, like that's how our society was built and how we spread knowledge was sitting down around a fire and telling a story, you know? So I've always been so focused on the importance of words and how you can express yourself through words. So that's what I really want the focus to be on. Oh, so, so cool. Okay. So let us know why very serious. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of my favorite things is things that have different layers of meaning, like an onion. (laughs) You're so So, deep. (laughs) Stop it. It's like Shrek. (laughs) I came up with this name just honestly, because I couldn't come up with a name and We've talked about the book Improv Wisdom before on the podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. But one of the greatest things about that book, it's all about the lessons you can learn from improv theater. And it says just to start anywhere. Like, just don't think so much about it. Just start. And like I said before, I've been agonizing over, okay, I said I was going to quit my job to become a writer. I have to come up with some like profound, like earth shattering idea to write about. (laughs) Yeah. And that was making me not do it because I was putting way too much pressure on it and myself. It was way too serious. So I just one day was like, okay, I just need to call it something. Okay. I don't know. Very serious. I just threw it out there. And then I started really thinking about it and I ended up really liking it because it kind of 
tells the story of what I was going through in my mind because I just had to throw all my ideas of perfection out the window to get started. Because if I kept agonizing over it and kept thinking it was so serious, then I was never going to start trying to think of the perfect name or whatever. So it's kind of a joke. It's kind of facetious, like just saying it is serious that I need to follow the thing that calls to me. I need to write. I need to get my stuff out there. But I don't need to think it's so serious that I paralyze myself from ever beginning. And I think that like anyone can relate to that because we all have those ideas in the back of our heads that we just take too seriously that we think we can't get started until it's perfect. But really, we need to just go for it because it's not that serious. It's the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and remember um, maybe three episodes ago, I don't remember the exact one, but it's from Love and Lemons. Janine yeah. said like she just was like, just start. I'm just going to start this because I like it and just not worry about it. It was the same thing. And I think her yes. this was like, just start something. And that is what how so many people ended up doing amazing things in life. And so it's like if you don't put all that expectation behind it, I think you're just more open to being creative and following what you love and the rest just follows. Yeah. And that was my favorite thing. I loved what she said in that episode because I really do think everyone can relate to that. And if you take everything so seriously, you're like, it's not even about taking it too seriously. It's about like getting stuck in your own mind because it's so serious. And that's just not a good place to be. But like I said, the layers of meaning... Another layer of meaning for this is just my passion for words and for writing. And I think that words are serious because they convey our thoughts and our meaning and tell our stories. But I also, in my writing style, want to have fun and break the rules while, you know, following the rules of grammar and punctuation, which are my favorite things ever. <laughs> but also break the rules and just have fun with my writing. Yeah. Oh, it's so fantastic. I love what you're doing. You're such a great writer. So this is, this is our, I could just, this is going to be big. I can tell, but no pressure, no expectation. <laughs> I, know. <on> it. <laughs> I know. And you like, you already know that I get in my head because we talked about this last week. Well, I'll just tell this little story that I, I had kind of a breakdown last weekend because it was really already really well received by the people who saw it. And I just didn't know how to handle it. I'm like, this is my like, personal passion thing and I'm putting it out into the world and people are responding to it. And that was just heavy on me for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. Well, I am so proud of you because I have seen you kind of from when you're when you were in your job that you didn't like and really feeling stuck and not knowing how to and when to do anything to just saying I'm going <laughs> to do it to getting a babysitting job to quitting your job to figuring all that out to saving all this money to starting this. So, I mean, it's such an awesome process. And I think like so often when people see people being successful and doing what they love, they only see the result. They don't see all of the struggle and the challenge and the setbacks that happen before that. And so I think it's so important for us to tell those stories and for people to be able to relate to that. Because when you're in that place of like, you know, what am I doing? Or maybe I should just keep doing what I'm doing. And maybe I shouldn't follow this thing. Or maybe it's not perfect enough or fill in the blank. You know, I mean, 
we want to give you guys some inspiration to keep moving forward because I don't know, I just truly feel like if something is pulling you in a direction, there is a reason. It could be a very, very tough battle through it, you know, to get there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But some of the best stories of success are, I mean, they're rarely like, well, I was born into this rich family and Mm -hmm. I I was given everything I wanted and then I just did what I wanted. And, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, not to say no one has that story, certainly, certainly the president of the United States does, but that's another, (laughs) that's an aside. But in general, certainly most of the people that inspire us, I mean, there's work and struggle and challenge and resilience and commitment and discipline behind all of that. So I honor you for all of the above. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been a process. And like the time, it's funny hearing you say all of that because that time has alone. And I cannot believe how much has happened. But you're right. It has been a journey. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember because you're in my teacher training and that's when I got to know you, you were you were in a pretty like raw space and like just kind of feeling hopeless for a a little while there. And everyone can relate to that. You know, and I just I think that this is so important for us to talk about. That's why I love love this podcast. I love just being able to share what's really happening because that's how we grow. For sure. Yay. Ah, uh, yay. <laughs> all the all the feels. Um as, for real. As, as <laughs> hey guys, it's Angela here. I wanted to let you know about something I'm doing to celebrate my 40th birthday. I am gifting 40 free clarity calls, and this is my version of the 40 acts of kindness. And I'm calling it 40 for 40. So go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash 40 for 40 and you can sign up for a session. It is zero selling. I promise you I will do no selling on this call. This is just simply for me to give back and put into the world and to connect with those of you that listen to the podcast or if you have friends that are working through something, we'll spend 30 minutes together and I really hope that you will reach out and connect so that I can help you discover what it is that sparks you. Okay, so you probably have a pretty fun try this, I'm assuming, for us. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I got a good one. I have an adventure request for everyone. And it is go out and explore a new place around you. So like you said, I have a sort of unique, well, it's not unique, but it's a little bit different for Dallas. I have a different situation because I do live right in the middle of a very walkable neighborhood. So it's not necessarily going to be walking for everyone, but you know what's around you in your neighborhood. Maybe there's a shopping center that you always go to one restaurant in, but you've driven past it a million times. There's something around you that you've wondered about forever that you haven't experienced or don't know that much about. So do not do any research beforehand. Just go to your neighborhood, walk out your door, drive, you know, a mile down the road, whatever, and just walk into the first place that piques your interest, whether it's a restaurant or a store or a gym or a studio of some sort, just whatever you've been wondering about or you see that looks cool, just walk in, see what it's all about. Make sure you introduce yourself to the person that is there because it's all about making connections with your neighborhood and with your neighbors. So go in, tell them you're just exploring and you wanted to know what they were all about. And I actually, I already had a really good experience doing this in one of my little explorations. I found this place called the Anger Room in Deep Ellum, which is a place that I had always walked past and wondered about. But it's 
a room where you go in, you can pay for a session of like five or 10 or 25 minutes and they fill a room with furniture and TVs and stuff. And you get to pick out a weapon and just destroy it for however long. (laughs) Are you serious? Oh yeah. You get to take a baseball bat to like all this stuff, destroy the room. And it's just for getting anger out. Like it's just a a place for people to release their emotions and let it all out. So, I mean, super interesting. And I never would have known if I hadn't just walked in the door, you know? Oh my gosh, that's insane. I know, I know. And now I really want to try it. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh, that is fascinating. Well, I doubt that I'll find an anger room in my um, (laughs) neighborhood up here in suburbia, but you never know. You'll find something though, and you have to tell us what you find. Okay. I will. I will. I will. Okay. All right. So let's send us out with a shout out. Okay. Shout out this week goes to Deep Ellum Art Company. And this is the building I was telling you about, the old Art Co. It's an old building that has now been turned into an amazing venue. Their motto is dedicated to the creative and the native, which I love. And they've got amazing art murals all over the walls. They're trying to preserve the history of the building and the neighborhood. Um, But they're giving a space to artists to put up their art on the walls. Lots of local North Texas music acts coming through. And I went and had an awesome time with Cameron there last Thursday night. It's just an amazing place. And they couldn't have made a better use of this space that, you know, I've been appreciating for a long time. And I know a lot of other people have too. So I'm just super thrilled about what they're doing and huge shout out to them. Awesome. And we'll post all of the links to all the stuff we've been referring to. So especially those of you in Dallas, there's lots of goodies here. So lots of, yes, maybe you can go uh, this weekend and explore your city. Yes. Next week on the Spark Podcast. If you need to find a creative solution to a problem, be more in charge of your emotions. It's not going to be sit down and like, voila, that doesn't happen, right? Oh, I love it. When the body is relaxed and at rest, the brain functions better. Mind blowing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. And as always, thank you, Sarah, for being back as guest co-host extraordinaire. (laughs) And if you guys have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really, really helps us out. The more reviews we get, the more people that know about us. So if you could take a few minutes next time you're sitting down at your computer, we would so appreciate it. You can find the show notes and mostly Sarah's awesome blog post on AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A. Wags. And where can they find your blog, Sarah? They can find my blog at VerySerious.co. And I'm also on Instagram as VerySeriousCo. VerySeriousCo. So check it out. And again, so proud of you. Remember this week, y'all, take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.